I'd say that it become easy to make the whole gang be on, but at some point harder to properly reach out to our family guys for obvious and of course respected reasons. I really have no clue how to manage. I am personally sick of sitting alone with a bunch of virtual people from one Zoom to another filling up my room, you know, like ghosts yearly. Um, well, for me it didn't really change that much. Quarantine just showed that many offline meetings could have been an email or a short Zoom call. Um, what has changed for me is the perception of time. For the last two weeks, it was hard to draw a line between working and non-working hours. Your colleagues assume that you are always available since you sit at home and you can send and they can send you telegram messages at 11 p.m. expecting the answer back. I feel that digital reality only emphasizes how different actually our routine is. The physical reality makes us equal. For me, meet each other in one space, cafe or studio makes easier to be on the same page and communicate ideas better. Despite the fact that technology turns any space into an office, at a common time we all stuck in our own conditions. Lack of private space, unusual schedule, kids and other family members or loneliness. For me. All these factors greatly affect the whole process. As for me, the virtual Russian pavilion itself was a consistent response to the routine. To act freely, independently and openly is habitus which is radically different from life in a routine, both at personal level and at the level of transpersonal constructions, decency, roles and laws. And the sensor, I should say, was paradoxical, since we decided not to design a single gesture, but an institution the rules by which the future will take place. There is something pascal in this idea, trampling down death by death, the absence of rules with the universe of rules. And it seems that we won, because at first an open call was held to which we seemed to call, and then the whole world fell into the abyss of virtuality, which we seem to have taken advantage of. But have we become more free, independent, or at least open. I can't say so. That is why the only idea worth thinking about, that is worth discussing and what should be prepared for, is the life after. And since this question is of theological nature, because it is based on the belief that there will be a certain after, then the answer to it should be also theological. So the life after will be the way we create it today, or, if you like, the one we deserve. That was the point of the game we started doing before the pandemic. And if yesterday we had to look for a special answer, where such need came from, today it is clear to everyone. But in fact, the virtual Russian pavilion and we as a group always thought of the virtual institution pavilion or just an image in wear glasses, not as something available in itself but as an occasion to meet physically. Digital platforms are nothing without the related physical counterparts. We have new sophisticated instruments to deal with buildings, spaces and artifacts that have been there and changed for years. So, any technology, writing, telegraph, zoom, virtual space or contactless food delivery is not about technology, but more about human being. Do we believe in it? What potential do we see in people exhausted by a three-dimensional routine on the other side of technology? Will the new technologies find something more humane 
in a human being? Will they help humans be more creative? Will they make a new world of free, independent and open people living organisms and machines possible? Maybe. Everyone who has something to say will be heard, but in order for the voices not to be mixed into one digital glitch, we will have to speak one after another, patiently, in order. I wanted to add a small comment about the potential of digital platforms. And as an illustration, I want to take recent strikes on Yandex maps that happened a few days ago and involved thousands of citizens, or maybe users, across over a million Russian cities. It is interesting to think of the potential of the platforms, but not necessarily about pre-designed potential, but the potential to allow for undesigned activities. Should platforms be flexible enough to leave the space for something unpredicted and deeply social? We used this parasite approach in our Superstudio project about a year ago, when we added a speculative layer on top of Google Maps. And uh, this layer didn't supposed to exist there on the f in the first place. We basically did the same two years ago with the physical platform of the Biennale itself. We found a backdoor in the platform. So it's not only about digital, I would say it's about platform design in general, or maybe even about institutional design. Oof, I wouldn't be so optimistic. Strikes were amazing, of course, but it was under compulsion because people cannot uh, gather physically now in open space. I am fed up with all these digital platforms. I literally push myself to do some things with it and not sure I will be able once quarantine is over. Like, for example, I spent the entire week intentionally without Instagram at all, and let me tell you, it was wonderful. I unsubscribed from dozens of Telegram channels and muted loads of people in all threads. And a small wonder, no FOMO or fear of missing out something online as more relevant lately. I seriously feel a lack of hugs and having dinner together in a busy restaurant or sipping a fresh cup of coffee to go to drink it, you know, really on the go. And getting sweat in the gym or smelling chlorinated water in the pool and I could keep listing those things. And the hour of staying in front of a masterpiece in Louvre, which I did right before the pandemic, I cannot substitute with having a virtual tour over there. I really can't talk on my, to, my, to pixels on my Mac anymore. I want to get back to normal before digital life. Well, for me, it was a bit different. Uh, I didn't even have time to regret about events being cancelled, as the gap was immediately filled with a massive amount of content that was produced in response to a pandemic crisis. Instead of having FOMO in real life, I constantly have anxiety of missing something online, like free courses, streamings, readings, etc. And this acceleration pretty much reveals the symptoms of late capitalism and cultural production. Instead of uh, stopping for a moment and reflecting on what just has happened, we are pushed towards new deadlines and try to be productive as never before. I personally noticed that many institutions use a trendy word platform for anything that goes online. The fact that we are using high-end digital tools doesn't necessarily mean that something has changed. It's mostly the same voices that are being heard for the sake of getting more views and online distribution. And there is a quote, uh, I don't remember of whom, uh, I find relevant in this context. Technology is the answer, but what was the question?